0: Everybody must have slept so well last night. Wow. Man, I'm, we're so glad this presence connecting with each other because we've got Wendy and Patty McClung, Wendell and Patty McClung with us today, and they are going to just inspire us uh, in missionary adventures, what God's doing in their neck of the woods. And so that's coming up here in the near future, just a few moments away. We're going to have a great time in worship as well. Uh, I've got a couple of announcements to share with you this morning, so let's do that. Yesterday, we had a great time with our missions team. If you went yesterday to City on a Hill, would you stand up for just a moment? Come on. We had a great crew yesterday. Uh, There was 10 or 12 of us. It was great. Thank you guys so much for serving. We had a crew that was uh, taking wallpaper off of walls. They kind of said, hey, if you can just do this small area and Next thing they knew, I think they did two hallways. Uh, so uh, yeah, they we got done. I was I was I was with the last group that left, and they said, "Hey, if you guys want to come work for us full time, we will take you guys." Uh, so we had a really great time. Some of us worked in the kitchens. Other were doing prayer uh, team. Uh, one person was working with uh, crafts and connections with with kids and families. It was just phenomenal. So thank you so much for serving yesterday with our ministry partners, uh, City on a Hill. We've got a couple great things happening here at Hillside, and Christmas is right around the corner. I know that seems crazy that we're talking about Christmas already, uh, but we are. And you may have noticed when you walked in, all these boxes in our foyer. And if you're not familiar uh, with that, it's Operation Christmas Child Time. And so we've got a video that talks about that, and then we'll give you specific instructions on how we'll handle it as a church this season. So let's roll that video.
1: At the count of three, when children open the shoe boxes, they're so excited. Those faces just transform. Yeah, these kids behind me are so excited because they've just received their boxes. The mouth
2: is wide open, the voice is raised, smiles are all over. That box brings joy.
3: We're right now in Phnom Penh in Cambodia. I mean, it's just been incredible. Kids are so excited, giving them a gift. Do it in Jesus' name, and that's what this is all about.
1: Jesus loves you. It's
4: a gospel opportunity is the chance for the children to change their entire life.
0: That's what I love about Operation Christmas Child. It knows no borders and knows no boundaries. It's all about sharing the name of Jesus Christ.
3: Churches are doing big things with Operation Christmas Child. Everybody out there who packs shoe boxes, they are
2: spreading God's love.
3: It's families, it's churches, it's hundreds of thousands of volunteers that help make Operation Christmas Child so successful. We couldn't do it without them. With this box, they do get the gospel story. They do hear about Jesus.
4: It has maximum impact in the worldwide kingdom of Christ. I mean, what better thing could you do than be involved in fill shoeboxes?
3: Some of them go by train, some go by camels, some go by ships. These boxes go all over the world, and that is only the beginning. After receiving the shoe boxes, the children will be invited to go to the Greatest Journey, which is a 12 lesson discipleship program where they learn about the greatest gift, which is Jesus Christ.
0: After a child completes the greatest journey, they graduate and receive a Bible in their own language.
3: Nagis storya adu pi iding akantabu umay kam pi id akankan dati tasangu mam imbas apa imbasak mo besik iding mam ni papa ni lola ni lolo ni papa mamat
2: That changes everything.
4: The Word of God is spreading. The Gospel is advancing.
1: It is impacting children. It is impacting families. It is impacting the world greatly.
3: Thank you for praying. Thank you for giving. I would like to ask you to consider package shoeboxes year-round. God will bless, and God will use your gift to touch the life of a child and to be able to do it in Jesus' name. So thank you. Thank you for being a part of it. God bless each and every one of you.
0: We know that we've been on a journey as a church and the things that God has been stirring in us. That are the most important for us as a church preaching the word effectively and reaching the lost in our community and what a great opportunity we have this christmas to partner with operation christmas child because think about this for a moment for those of you who are nervous about sharing the gospel every shoebox you send will be will be an opportunity for someone to hear the gospel message that's pretty amazing And so how are we going to run Operation Christmas Child here? Let me run you through the steps really quick. Today is the step number one. You need to pick up a shoebox in our foyer. We've already got boxes for you. And so if you need a box, pick them up in our foyer. We've got those for you. Step two, choose to pack a box for a boy or a girl. You've got to make that decision. Which way are you going to go? Are you going to do it for a boy or a girl? Then pick an age group. And age groups are two to four. Five to nine and 10 to 14. And then you might be wondering, well, I'm not sure what to pack in the box. Well, we've got a little flyer out there on the table for you. It tells you exactly what type of items can and cannot go in those boxes. So please follow the instructions. All right, now listen, just help me out. Just say to me, we will follow the instructions. One more time, we will follow the instructions. I'm not convinced, but we're going to take a leap of faith that you guys can do that, all right? So we're going to follow the instructions. And then we need to put that stuff together, put your box together, and would you please return your box here to church by November 13th, all right? That you don't, normally we don't cut it quite this tight, but we need you to here bring it here by the 13th. And on the 13th, we're going to have a special prayer time over these boxes that will be going out that following week and shipped out across the world to make a difference in a child. We're also going to ask for each box that you do, if you would please give $10 to cover the shipping cost of those boxes, that would be a huge blessing. And don't put the $10 in the box, okay? Because here's what happens. Every year this happens. People put the $10 in the box, and then they tape up the box. <laughs> and it's very difficult for us <laughs> to get those out without damaging the box. So, if you, could not, if you would not do that, give, put your $10, put it in a giving envelope, say it's for Operation Christmas Child, and put it in our giving box in the foyer. That would be a huge help. And Hannah is going to help us out. So, no tape. Rubber bands. And guess what? We have rubber bands here, all right? So we, we are fully prepared to make this transition happen. Uh, what a great opportunity we'll have this Christmas. Amen? And so take as many boxes as, as you'll fill, okay? So don't take, don't take 12 boxes and then you only fill one and you keep nine boxes at home for your shoes. Just take the boxes that you need, uh, please. Uh, that would be a huge blessing. Can we do that, church? Awesome. Well, we're excited about that. One last announcement before we go into worship. If you're part of our worship teams, we would like to have a meeting with you following the worship experience uh, about 10 minutes after we dismiss boxes after service morning because we're about to have a move of God in this place. Amen. Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is. And God has called you to worship him in freedom this morning. Lord, we give you praise, glory. And we thank you, God, for the opportunity to worship you in this house today. Lord, we have come together to meet with you. Lord, I know that we're coming into today. There's been a lot of things that have happened in people's lives this last week, going into this weekend. Lord, there's heaviness in a lot of hearts, uncertainty about a lot of different things. But in this moment, God, you have called us to release what we're holding so tightly to. Lord, there's things that are just outside of our control that we are trying to control this morning. God, you've called us to freedom. Lord, may we let go and may we open our hands and lift them to you, our King. Jesus, we invite you into this place. Would you meet with us? Would you move in this place? Would you stretch our hearts and your, our minds? Would you give us hope where we seem to have despair this morning? Would you speak to us, change us, transform us? We welcome you here this morning. And God's people said, amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Robbie, would you lead us?
4: Matthew 21, verse 21 says, Truly I tell you, if you have faith, And do not doubt. Not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. How many believe that God still moves mountains? We taught you a new song two weeks ago. We're going to sing it again this morning. Maybe you have to sing it in faith, but God still moves mountains. Let's sing it together. Mountains are
5: still being moved. The mountains are still being moved. Strongholds are still being
1: loosed.
5: And God we believe, yes we can see it. That Wonders are still what you we are here for you come and do what you do we are here again, feeling it happen when you move, heaven is coming, this is a move. Come
1: and do what you do. Set
5: our hearts on you. Come and do what you do. Cause we need a move. We need a move. Sing this is a move. This is a move. is a move just one more time this is a move this is a
1: move this is a move
4: a familiar hymn right now it is well with my soul my question for you this morning is it well with your soul is it well with your soul and if it's not this might be a song you need to sing in faith this morning I don't know where you are or what happened this week but you can sing it in faith. It is well with my soul. I read the history of this hymn. Horatio Spafford wrote this, and he wrote this hymn after his four daughters passed away on a ship that crashed at sea. And it was said, in this book that I read, it said he went to his room and he said to himself, it is well. God, let your will be done. Yeah, you know, if he can write those words after losing four daughters, whatever you're facing, it can be well with your soul this morning. Just give it to the Lord. Sing
5: this together with me. When peace like a river attended my way when silence i right. Yeah
0: Last Sunday, we started preaching through the book of Acts, and we are talking about waiting on God. The disciples, in this place of confusion, emotionally have been through two months of ups and downs, from the highest of highest ministries, walking in and watching people throw down their cloaks and praise Jesus. To watching Jesus be dragged away at the garden, tortured, crucified, then experiencing the resurrection and wondering, is this even real? The moment where Jesus ascends into heaven, they're still standing there going, we don't even know what to do. And then two guys show up and say, hey, what did Jesus tell you? Go wait in Jerusalem. And we we talked last week about waiting on the Lord. I God's timing is above my pay grade, and it's above yours. God is never late, though. He's always on time. He's moving in ways that are different. And he's called our church to wait on him, and next week we'll talk about what that means and how we wait on the Lord. But God's still moving in some incredible ways, and it's it's unique to each, each situation. This morning I read from a dear friend of mine, his oldest daughter's on hospice. Young, maybe seven or eight at this point, if that old, has always had struggles in living, and they're on the the last hours, is they're getting ready to say goodbye to their daughter. Cameron's words were so powerful this morning. He's still worthy of praise because my daughter's going home. And it's been a blessing and a gift to have her this short time. So there's that emotional spectrum. And then earlier this week, We had somebody from our church go into the doctor's office to have cancer removed from their ear. They went in, and the doctor said, I don't know what to tell you, but the cancer's not there. God's moving. I can tell you this, we can't figure him out, but we can trust him. This morning, I know there are some hearts in here. You're in that place. It's just, it's tough. You don't know to turn right or left. You, everything you do, you're second guessing yourself. You just, you feel exhausted. But you can trust Jesus this morning. I want to pray for you this morning. Because I believe that your miracle is on the way. Wait on God. It may happen in this moment, this morning in this service. It may not happen till days, weeks, months from now. I don't know, but I do know this. You can trust Jesus and it can be well in your soul, even going through difficult things like my friend Cameron is going through this morning. God loves you and cares for you, church. If you have a need in your body, if you have a need in your emotion, in your mind this morning, if your life just seems like it's falling apart, would you just raise your hands? Not for me, but just to say, Lord, here I am. I, got, I need you to do something in my life this morning. If that's you, would you raise your hand high this morning? Thank you. God sees your hand. Lord, pray and cry out. We know you have done amazing, moving in powerful ways this week removing cancer from someone's ear. Thank you, Jesus. You're amazing. You're awesome. But Lord, you see the hearts and the lives in this room today. God, would you move in your power in their life? Would you do what only you can do? God, you are moving. And Lord, as we wait on you, would you give us a peace in our heart Would you make it well in our soul when we don't know, when we're confused and we don't know which direction to go? God, would you speak to us and assure us that you are seated on the throne and that you can be trusted? God, I pray for the miracles that need to happen in this place. They would happen in your timing in the name of Jesus. And this morning we pray for Cameron and his wife. God, do what only you can do. Charlotte is precious to you. and God, however you handle it, it is a miracle. Lord, if it is not your will to heal her here on this planet, then Lord, I know in the days to come she will be healed as she enters into the throne room of God. And I pray that you would just come upon Cameron in strength and power and assurance that Charlotte is safe in your arms. Lord, we thank you that we can trust you in the midst of hardships. We give you praise, glory, and honor. And God's people said, amen, amen. You can be seated this morning. I think we may have already had some church this morning. How about, how about you? You're thinking so? Well, What is that time? Let us turn to Jeb and find out what time it is. Well, good morning, and do you know what time it is? Well, that's right. It's time for Kids Church. So if all our kiddos want to get up on their feet and head to the back doors there in the center, that's where Miss Jackie is. It is time to go downstairs for Kids Church. Let's give our kids a cheer this morning. Woo! I'll see you kiddos down there. Bye! Ramona, you are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> got awesome kids ministry, don't we? Oh, man. Uh, I love missions. I love missions. Do you love missions, church? The heroes on the front line taking the gospel where it needs to go, where you and I might not be able to be called. God has called us to our community, to serve our community, to share, to go on short-term mission trips. And for some of you in this place, God has called you to full-time missions or or part-time missions. Nick. Hey, Nick, by the way, when are you flying out? Do we know that yet? Okay. you got to let us know before you go because we want to pray for you. Nick is on his way to Japan to go serve in Japan. Uh, you know, today is, is the Japan Formula One race. You know, if you were already there, I could have came and visited you. We could have done ministry right next to the track. But, uh, Nick, we want to make sure to pray for you, so make sure to keep us updated. If I'm on vacation, let someone know because we want to pray for you before you fly out. Um, but I'm excited this morning because we've got missionary partners in the house. Some of you know uh, Wendell and Patty. It's my first time getting to know them. I'm not going to take up any more of your time because God wants to speak through you guys this morning. Come share with us what God is doing in and through your ministry and how we can partner with you today.
2: Amen. Well, I am very glad to be church. I'll leave the pa- pastoring and preaching up to pastor. I almost said that backwards, but anyway. <clears throat> so we'll uh, want to start out with just saying that the Lord is here. And uh, I don't know if you're live streaming this. Okay, and uh, that the Lord is with you wherever you're at. And if you are at home and watching this, God is there with you. Uh, We don't always feel it. We don't always know it. I like that song uh, that wasn't sang this morning, but uh, I'm sure you know it, uh, about that, even though I don't feel it, he's still moving. Even though I don't see it, he's still moving, because God is here. He's with us always, and we, a lot of times, don't feel it, don't see it until maybe afterwards. But uh, one of the things that I feel like the Lord put on my heart is, is that we need to keep the big picture in focus. I have glasses that um, that well, <coughs> the left eye works pretty well, <coughs> and but and I need bifocals not for my left eye but my right eye. Anyway, I'm going to have cataract surgery next month, and so we just you could pray for that if you would. Um, anyway, um, these these uh, kind of I can focus on things here and I can focus out there. Some people have it where it's they have three or four or five layers of focus. But the Lord wants us to not get so focused on what's happening to me right now, right here. And just remember the big picture. Like Cameron's daughter. I can't imagine. We have three kids and we have five grandkids. Um, But the Lord is with us. And we really need to close our eyes and just ask the Lord when we're going through hard times to just help us through it, Lord. Help us through it and help us to know your peace. And uh, that's the second thing that the Lord wanted me to share this morning, and we'll talk about it a little bit longer, about his peace. Uh, In Ephesians, he is our peace. Amen. So I'm going to bring greetings from the Slovak churches and your brothers and sisters in Slovakia. We have uh, been serving there since 2010. We itinerated in 2010, went in 2011 to Slovakia. Ten years before that, we were in from 2000 to 2010 in Lithuania. And uh, all of my grandkids are half, or our grandkids, are half Lithuanian. And um, part of that is they're part Ukrainian as well and Russian. So there is a conflict, but there isn't because uh, we know how that um, government say one thing but the people say another and that uh, the governments of world powers uh, may say what they want but people are uh, who God loves and he loves the government people as well amen and we pray for them uh, and we as we're admonished in the Bible to, to pray for our leaders so thank God for that but we also have church leaders and I think part of the big picture that God sees is the body of Christ. And if world powers that want to be in power are looking at uh, at each other, they see the power and the power struggles and the conflicts. But God sees us. He sees the body of Christ. He's looking at us and we need to look at him and the big picture. The big picture is Cameron's daughter is about to see Jesus unless the Lord heals her. That's still a possibility. The big picture is is that at the end of this life, we can sing that song, It Is Well with My Soul, and be taken to heaven. Or we stand over a loved one. We can say, It Is Well. And know that in the big... Our brothers and sisters... um, but uh, I just pray. I don't think I prayed that the Packers would win. I hope they do. But, but uh, I just pray because every Saturday we start praying as the gospel is being preached in other time zones and we've lived in other time zones and we understand that the gospel's already been preached. They've already had church. They're probably not. They've already had in some places evening service if they still have that. Amen. And there's been thousands of souls saved around the world. That's happening every week. In the Assemblies of God, just the Assemblies of God and the Assemblies of God World Fellowship, there's over 60, I think it's 67 million adherents worldwide. We're a part of that. And that's the big picture. That's what's going on in our world. God is still healing. Where our girls go to church and their families down in Springfield, Missouri, uh, there is miracles happening every week. Many, many of them. They've put an emphasis starting last fall, I believe it is, and we're going to pray and fast for miracles, and miracles are happening, and that's the big picture. Some of the minute details in our lives, God is concerned about those too. Sometimes I, I have, uh, I've been having back spasms, I was in the ER in Eau Claire last week because of these back spasms, and I thought maybe it was radiating, and I had a kidney stone or something, and you know, I would <laughs> need some help with that, passing that, if that's what I need to do. But that, no, it's clear, everything's clear. And I was like, oh, it's just my back, oh, great. Just the muscles, you know, I, my s- spine is okay. My uh, Anyway, those things that make up your spine, those discs, anyway. But uh, that's why I lifted my hand today. I, I felt like, well, Lord, it's not that big a deal, because, you know, <laughs> I'm not going through what Cameron's going through, or many other people. But he cares about the little things, too. Amen. And he's able to do it all. The finest detail of the finest detail up to the biggest picture of the whole world. He's got it all in control. Amen. That's how big he is. We want to go to the next slide. This scripture in Ephesians, I love this scripture. Uh, as I do, I love the word of God. And like I said, I have bifocals, but I'm going to take these off. I can see better with them off. Anyway, in 2.10, Ephesians 2.10, as you can see there. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Wow. I'm going to pray, okay? Let's ask the Lord's blessing on his word. Father, thank you for your word today. Lord, I pray that you would speak to every one of us. God, that you are in the details, every detail of every detail you have in the palm of your hands. And Lord, every other thing is in your control. Bless us today. Bless your word. Anoint your word today and let it saturate our hearts and minds and help us to get our eyes on you and on what you want us to focus on. And give us your peace today. And We thank you in Jesus name. Amen. The uh, first part of that says that we are God's handiwork. I remember some years ago when I was pastoring up in the UP upper peninsula of Michigan, uh somebody somebody from there. You know where the fin, Finnish person puts his hat? On to noggin. That's where I lived, on to noggin. That's where we pastored. And on to noggin. I think somebody else was in the UP in the Ishpaming. Yes, amen. Anyway, uh we we been so many places and done so many things, and then sometimes it gets so like, Well, what am I doing today? And it, but the big picture is God gives us time of rest, and we need to have a time of rest. Uh, and so that's I'm just going to move on. And but we are God's handiwork, and we had on our fridge a little saying that said, and I thought a southern twang to it, create junk, amen. He loves every one of us. And maybe some of us have a face that only a mama could love. Some of us maybe have a face like me for radio. (laughs) But. God loves us. And we need to know that. I'm going to tell you some stories today of hundreds of people that have come to Christ. They found out that God loves them. He knows who they are. He knows their name and he knows their language. We are created in Christ Jesus and there are people yet to be saved that are still, God's got a plan for them. They're his handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. The previous verse says we are saved by grace through faith. It is not by works that we're saved, but it's through faith because of God's grace. And God's grace loves us. No matter how yucky we were, I'm grandpa, so I'll say yucky, okay? No matter how yucky we are, God loves us. Then we come in and accept that. Wow, we find out that he he does really love us, and we have some value. The Gypsy and Roma people, they prefer to be called Roma. They're for Romani. It has nothing to do with Romania. It is they came from the gypsy people came from the Pujab region of India. In, in uh, India and uh, scattered throughout the earth because uh, I- Islam and Hinduism was cu- were coming into that part of the world where they were and they were monotheistic, meaning they had one God. Hinduism, you know, they have millions of gods. Everything's a God. They don't eat meat because it, it, they, they believe that there's a connection. And they're going to be reincarnated many, many times and. uh, And so they don't do those things, but they, they eat lots of vegetables. And so I guess we weren't plants. But anyway, and we weren't, you know, God created us in his image, after his likeness. I am who you say that I am. I like that song. I am who you say that I am. We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus. To do good works. The next part really gets to you. Which God prepared in advance. For us to do. He's got all of these work orders. Laid out. For those that are ready to get saved. They get saved. Boom I got this already planned. Custom made just for you. Every one of us. Has a gift. Every one of us has a gift. And we need to be refining those gifts and using those gifts and come back and clean them up because you know when we're we're working with humans we're going to get stuff on us and some humans don't like it some humans will accept us and some will kick us out but then come back into his presence and say Lord help me to refine this so I may do these good works that you've called me to do that you have prepared in advance for me to do when we first got to Slovakia we had no idea what these good works would be we Set before the leadership in Slovakia. And I um, and asked them, what do you want us to do as missionaries? And they looked at each other and they looked back and said, well, just do what missionaries do. It was our first missionary. We were their first missionary in eastern Slovakia. And uh, so we began to talk about things. And so we had some areas. And one of the areas was this ministry to gypsy people. There was, our church had planted 12 churches where we were. We were in a local church. We did Chi Alpha, or Students for Christ, in our apartment, which we lived in the basement. It's like this church. It has a walkout basement, and there were two apartments there. And we lived down there, and we had those students come to our apartment during the school year, university students. The medical department and several other departments in the university are in English. That's good for me. <laughs> and, but uh, we'll show you a picture of that later. Things for us to do, and we had no idea what that meant but as we prayed and read the word and be Christian people be who God's called us to be then the work comes amen we are saved by grace through faith there's something for us to do God did his part now let's do our part he's created a great plan for our lives and if and sometimes things get messed up but God can get us back on track amen And we don't have to go back to the beginning and start over. He takes us right in, right there. The same grace and mercy applies, and he brings us right back. And God's got a plan for us. Amen. Well, let's let's look at the next slide. Uh, The Lord goes before us in missions. And many times we have many testimonies that have God has gone before us. and, And there's one that I wanted to share with so we've been partnering with Convoy of Hope, uh, and then we've started doing things on our own because Convoy of Hope wanted to do certain things certain ways, and it didn't apply in our context. And so we, we so much appreciate them. We're still working with them to do what they wanted to do, but then we branched out and do community events. But one of the guys that started Convoy of Hope Europe, no, the guy, Michael McEnany, he's an Irish guy. I'm Scottish. And so we don't trust each other. He says, you can't can't trust a man that'll wear a skirt. I said, well, it's a kilt, and I'm not wearing it today. He loaded up, he rented a van, loaded it up with humanitarian aid, and he could only find this ugly, beat-up blue van to rent. He rolled into town in Romania, I believe it was, And he rolled into this town and he he started doing this ministry. And at the end, this young man came up to him and he said, I saw you coming. Oh, okay, you saw us coming out. You can't miss that big, ugly blue van. He said, no, no, no. He said, I was dreaming and I saw a man coming in a blue van that was going to help the gypsy people. See, God created in advance for us to do. And a lot of times we don't have a clue. Got to write that down because that rhymes. Wow. Many testimonies like that all over the world. God is going before us. He's going behind us and he's with us. Amen. Let's go to the next slide. We've been involved in ministry for over 20 years in missions, and uh, I think it's 27 in August. But anyway, um, God has really helped us to see the big picture in all of it. But it really narrows down to the, this this right here. You pray and give, and we go and preach, and God brings the increase, and he gets the glory. Amen? It's really simple. I saw the, the screen up out in the four-year. And uh, the missionaries going through there. I don't think our name's on there. Uh, we've been here a couple times. We hope that you can uh, support us. Pastor has mentioned that they're going to you're going to talk about us. And that's good. You, you, please remember to talk about my wife, too. It's all the good things and uh, the good thing part of this thing. But anyway, uh, we need to raise about fifteen hundred dollars. Not about we need to raise fifteen hundred dollars in monthly pledges. And uh, so that's all of that. But you pray and Give. We go and preach, and God is bringing the increase. And so, again, now, these are testimonies of what God has been doing. We'll go to the next slide. Uh, We've done community events. Those were coupled with, and then we started doing on our own with Convoy of Hope. They would uh, not send a container. They would just send money, and then we would buy stuff in the country and fill up and minister to people to their areas, employment, Nine zero percent unemployment among the Gypsy Roma people in Slovakia. They they um, they are despised. Every, they are blamed anything that goes wrong in society. They blame them. The spread of COVID was the Gypsies' fault in Slovakia. So they put and they have them living in uh, communities. Some of them have a wall around their communities. And the next slide I'll show you in a minute. It, it, that is that a community has a wall and across the f- street was a field and we put up our tents and ministered to those folks there. But they put the National Guard around their communities and wouldn't let them come and go. But God had created in advance great things for us to do. So at our community event, we would buy the in bulk palletfuls and all kinds of food, stage it at the local, the mother church, put it in bags and take it out with our Speed the Light vehicle. Thank you for giving to Speed the Light. Take it out to the Speed the Light, uh, with the Speed the Light vehicle to this community event. And when they leave, then we give them bags of food, fresh bread that was baked that morning. And the word of God. The New Testament in their language. And thank you for giving to BGMC. Do you give to BGMC here? I kind of understood that. <laughs> anyway, the, the BGMC funds that we are using, we were able to buy uh, these or print, have printed these little booklets, a little bit bigger than this, but for kids' literature in their language so that the kids can understand it and learn to know about Jesus. Kind of like what the Samaritan Purse thing is doing uh, which is a great program. How And just to let you know, one of our pastors, one of the Assembly of God affiliated pastors is the representative for Samaritan's Purse in Slovakia. Our churches are getting those things and the Roma people are getting those boxes. The world hates them and despises them and calls them all kinds of names. But God loves them. And we've seen many of them saved. So that's what we do in a community event. Then we've planted churches. Then we've grown churches. And so we have construction teams to help us come and build those churches. We've got four building projects right now. And we hope to finish those. This is what a. Uh, this is what it is. Uh, this is Lapani, where we're planting a church. We don't have a building there yet. We did a community event. You can see the tents there. This is uh, tent number one. I don't know if you can make out the tent number one and the and it's actually three roofs there. But anyway, um, and then we have tent number two, which is kids church, I believe. And so does our leadership. And we believe together that the generation that needs to be saved is all of us, this generation. And we want to minister to the kids. So that they grow up and keep their innocence and keep their morality and don't let it be tainted by this world. To know Jesus and to let them set, let Jesus set their morality and keep their innocence and to know about Jesus. And then tent number three, we have adults services and they are preaching now. We started out missionaries doing it and and Bible schools from the Czech Republic and missionaries uh, from (coughs) Croatia coming to help us. Now we have trained and do these community events all with Roma Gypsy pastors and their people. And uh, at the end of the service, we, as I mentioned, we give them bags of food and stuff. So I go out there the first service. I go out to the van getting ready. And I said, where's pastor? He said, no, you need to come back inside the tent. So I go back inside and there was 100 percent participation in the altar call. Move some stuff back. Stan, you're not coming forward. I want to give my life to Jesus. Jesus. And over 250 people gave their hearts to life, uh, Christ, that day. That's what we do in an event. We've done over 20 of these events, and I'll explain that. Later. We'll go to the next slide. This is a town that have established churches. is one of our mother churches. They have grown and grown because we've done some community events like that in their community and in surrounding areas. And then he has planted during COVID. Pastor Mark has planted three more churches during COVID. So what the enemy has meant for evil, God has turned out for good. The big picture is, is that God is still moving. People are still experiencing his love and we're planting churches during COVID when everything's locked down. And I mentioned that they had their communities uh, surrounded by the National Guard at one point. That's not there now. But during that time, Because of the same connections that we could buy bulk food and bring it to those communities, bag it up at the mother church and bring it into our community events. Now, those under lockdown, we were doing the same thing. Doing the same thing. The pastors were able to come and go. And uh, they allowed that, the National Guard. And now God is still moving. That's how Mark is planting churches. During this time. Uh. There's many things happen also now. Pastor Mark has started one of those churches that he started was through the uh, the uh, refugees coming out of Ukraine. We border Ukraine on the east. A lot of them have come in there, and I'll explain that in a minute. We'll go to the next slide. This church started with about 60 people in that little building there. You see, Uh, we did a community event on Saturday, Sunday morning. They had 100 first time visitors. The next Sunday, there were over 200 people, and uh, before COVID, they were running 250 people in that building with funds from the U.S. and funds from Slovakia to help us. Me and Pastor Igor put the roof on that church with brothers from the church, and uh, then you can see the picture of the water baptism there. They had two that year, and over 100 uh, people, well over 100 people were baptized in water to continue their walk with Christ. Because the Lord didn't call us to make converts. To see cards filled out. I give my life to Christ. He called us to make disciples. So we want to help them plug into a local church. And that's what that's what God is doing and helping us to do. We'll go to the next slide. This was bare ground. We did a community event there, had the tents and the fences and uh, invited people. There was a mother church that sponsored this church. And now this church has become a mother church, and you can see one of the construction teams. We hope to finish this one uh, in Kinditsa. It doesn't say Kinditsa up there anywhere, does it? Yeah, it does. Okay, in kenditsa. So C E I C E is uh, is not ice, it's uh, Itza. Okay, if I can say pizza, you say Kinditsa. Okay. We lived in Koshitsa. I say pizza. You say Koshitsa. Okay. I was a youth pastor for a few minutes. And um, anyway, we'll go to the next one. The great testimonies about uh, Candice is is that we hope to finish it in 2020. But COVID. But God had a bigger plan. And we hope to finish that next year. We're raising up teams right now to go to help us with that ministry. And finish that building. And uh, church in Eau Claire that I was at last week. Uh, Last Sunday and is going to help us, hopefully, a whole lot. But we still need about $25,000 to help finish that building. And uh, they're already meeting there and having church there. And we thank God for that. This is our students, some of our students that you can see there from all over the parts, many parts of the world that we minister to. Some of these students also would help us in our community events. We'll go to the next slide. This is Ketzeropsa. I say ropesa, you say pizza. No, we won't do that. Again. It's about this. You can go on our video under dot net, and I'll show you a picture of that later. But anyway, pastor, we, we this is one of the this was the biggest event that we had. Almost the biggest ter, uh, people coming to Christ, the number of people coming to Christ. But the biggest testimony we had was with the mayor. So before we go there, the the pastor will make a connection with that community, we'll get permission to use the soccer field. We'll get as much as we can of electricity. And if not, we have a generator and um so on. But we get permission with the mayor. Pastor Igor happened to be friends with the mayor or known the mayor from school. And uh so about three months, six months after the uh event that we had, um Past, uh, the mayor calls Pastor Igor, says, I, I want to sit down and have coffee with you. So they sat down and coffee said, you know, Brother Igor, the the um, and he calls him brother because he's a pastor. Um, I don't know. He's a he's a he's a Slovak. He's a white guy. And um, most Romani people are not white. They're from India. They're a little darker. But so the Slovak mayor says, you know, before that event, the police would have to escort the um, mail carrier into each of these villages for their wa- welfare checks. So they do get welfare. They have about four hundred dollars per family per month. I'll just leave it there. But they, and they were pretty. They wanted to. They wanted more. But uh, and so the the mail carrier had to have a police escort. So the mayor is telling Igor this. And he said, then there was partying and mayhem, and they would spend it in about a week. And there was fighting, and they'd have to call the ambulance. The ambulance would have to have a police escort. He said, ever since you did that community event, they're not doing that anymore. The mail courier said she doesn't need a police escort. When they do have an uh, ambulance coming in, they help get the ambulance to the people that need the help. And they're not trying to rob the ambulance. He said, when are you coming back? It was such a this was a secular person saying, this is what God is doing. And this is happening many, many times, many places over. This is what God is doing. And it don't matter if COVID is going on or there's a war in Ukraine. God is still moving and loving people. And giving him his peace. Let's go to the next slide. So, we've done over 20 community events. We've seen over 2,000 people come to Christ since 2013 when we did our first one. We've planted five churches. That's really up to eight now because Pastor Mark is a part of that. He planted three and uh, had 35 teams. And God has called us to make disciples, He gets the glory, He's brought the increase. Then the war happens. Let's go to the next slide. I want to pray for Ukraine. So Pastor Marek's church, they set the pews aside, and people were sleeping in his church till we could find temporary housing for them. The, the The churches and people in Western Europe sent buses into Poland and to Ukraine. I mean, into Poland and into Slovakia and to Romania. And we had these buses come up to the border, and uh, but they were leaving the Gypsy people at the border. They were saying, "You're not Ukrainian." Yeah, we we got a Ukrainian passport. No, and they made them in February and March, and it's cold. It's same temperature as here. It's a little further north than here. And they were leaving them, and so our pastors and pastors in Ukraine were calling our pastors in Slovakia. They, I had a couple of people call me and. And take the as of God in churches, in these, in these places. Some of these churches did not exist until we started doing these community events. Look what he had planned in advance for us to do. And we've been getting money, and so we're buying pallets of food, staging it in our churches, and bringing it to the places where they're staying. We'll go to the next slide. This is a building that we, I'm sorry, yeah, this is a building that we have bought, and uh, these are refugees, just one, uh, a few of the refugees that have, of the several hundred that have come into Slovakia, they're coming into our churches, and uh, Pastor Mark is in the black, standing on the, <coughs> I have to stand on this way, on the right side, and, um, Now, the front of that building has been renovated The inside of its renovated and there's a church plant there, plus there's refugees living there. And we don't have to pay for the motel anymore. And we're bringing them food. Patty and I got to go in uh, May and June to be there to see these places. And I got a short video I want to show you real quick and uh, watch the video. And if if it's a sound town, I'm going to tell you where it's at exactly. But we're near the Ukrainian border. Uh, We have uh, refugees coming into this building. We were able to buy this building with funds that are given. We're renovating this building, and we're going to house refugees here. Uh, And hopefully one day the war will be over, and these folks will get a home back in Ukraine. But for now, this is uh, the church, being the church, helping church people and non-church people from Ukraine coming here, and we're able to uh, find them a place and uh, share a a cup of cold water and and some bread and give them a place to sleep until they can get some temporary housing Thank you for praying and giving We were able to buy uh, that truckload of food and to help pay for that building uh, for the Ukrainian refugees Your generosity is making a huge difference Thank you and God bless you
5: Our fight is with Your enemies crash to their knees As we rise up and worship When trials un-
2: It was uh, such an experience. I was standing at the border, and at that point, most people were leaving, being able to go back. I didn't see anybody coming in that uh, little over an hour that I was at the border. (coughs) The building that I showed you in that video and in that picture uh, is about uh, 10, 15 minutes from that town, uh, that border town. And God is really moving a lot of the U- Ukrainian refugees that are. That are Gypsy or Roma. Coming out are not uh, Christians. They have family members and, and that that if know a pastor to help get them help. But once they started finding out that we were able to go and one of our mother churches has a bus. And so we took that bus there. They took it there, and they've been doing that ministry. This is our website that you see here. You can see the videos. I'm going to tell you about Patty's testimony in a minute. You can see the three towns uh, there. The one that starts with a V, actually, it's Tachkopsa. That's the one with the little house, and then we moved up to that other church building that used to be a harvest, a grain building during So the services. It uh, was in the video. And the next slide is the uh, in in Ephesians chapter six, the. Pray in the spirit in all occasions. There we go, is that yes, pray for each other and pray in the spirit. I better turn around here, I can't see that one (laughs) and pray on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me. We started talking with a team to come from the United States to do our first event in 2013. In 2012, we started talking with them. In 2012, Patty uh, was having heart troubles. And so we came to Madison, back to the Wisconsin, to Madison, to the University Hospital. And Patty had open heart surgery. Um to repair the mitral valve in Europe. They don't repair uh, valves. They just replace them. And then you're on blood thinner, which has a lot of side effects and stuff. And we prayed that God would, if he didn't heal her heart, that at least we could just have it repaired. So she was able to have it repaired during that time. They also cut through the uh, pacemaker of the heart. And so her heart was beating twice as fast as it should. When I pastored in on to the, uh, there was a couple of part of the founders of the church their daughter was a cardiologist still is a cardiologist um, even though she's retired uh, down in <coughs> Dubuque Iowa and she she was the head of cardiology down there and so we called her and talked to her and she set it up in Madison to have this surgery and so then afterwards we talked to Karen Loken and asked her said do th- this is what's happening the heart's racing so she did some things and and then we were working with the up in Eau Claire and Chippewa Falls with the doctors there to try to figure out how to get this heart rate down. And then, then our daughter came from uh, San Diego to have her baby in uh, Eau Claire. And so we were living at Patty's brother's house, Jerry. And he was in out west hunting. And we were in his house. And my granddaughter got up with Patty in the morning. Uh, so, first, let me back up. We talked to Karen and said, you know, she's, this heart thing is happening and the medicine's not working. They'd put her on the treadmill to do uh, heart cardio rehab and her heart would race up to over 100, way o- well over 100. And, and so they said, well, wait, stop, stop. And so I called Karen. I said, look, this is not working. What can we do? And she said, come down to Dubuque, Iowa. So we drove down to Dubuque, Iowa. We got there and she did a cardio version which stops the heart electrically and then lets it start on its own. Because what happens is in the scar tissue, uh, it starts conducting electricity. I didn't know that we needed so much electricity, but we do. If we don't have electricity, we're brain dead. So what happened on (laughs) January 1st? Patty had full sudden cardiac arrest. We got back to Eau Claire. I crashed because we had been tired, and uh, she got up with Kelsey, our granddaughter that was three and a half. and our kids were in Lithuania, and they had called Happy New Year's and stuff. And then Kelsey came downstairs, woke me up. I, I actually heard her coming downstairs. Papa, Papa, something's wrong. I got upstairs, and Patty was gone. I started CPR, and mouth-to-mouth, it uh, wasn't working. I'd called nine one one. I didn't know Uncle Jerry's address because he's lived there forever, maybe five or six ever's. But anyway, my daughter got some mail, and I probably the uh, the nine one one people told her to get the mail to find the address. But anyway, they got there ten minutes later. They said they can't do it. The neurologist told me that if she lives. She will have severe brain damage. And Galen Hendrickson, uh, our missions pastor for Wisconsin-Northern Michigan Ministry Network, he came to Eau Claire. He tried to talk to Patty. She was still incoherent. And um, so he said, let's pray. And he prayed in Jesus' name, amen. We opened our eyes and Patty's looking at us. And he says, Patty, this is Galen. Can you squeeze my hand? And she squeezed his hand. Then she looked at me. I asked her to squeeze my hand. And she squeezed her hand. The nurse was standing at the end of the bed. And that's what they were looking for is some response. And so, all right, boys, get out here. Now we can go do the tests. So about three and a half hours later, Kara and I were with the cardiologist. A new cardiologist had brought us into a consultation room and shut but not disturb on the door. He started talking to us, don't know what he said, because the neurologist knocked on the door and came in and said, I'm sorry to interrupt. He said, but I just have to tell you that after two minutes, when the heart stops, there's no electricity to the brain, the brain damage starts. And after five minutes, it's usually irreplaceable. We know that your wife was at least 10 minutes without electricity to the brain. And so what I'm about to tell you, it's just not possible. But all I got to tell you is, is that we did the first test, brain scan and neurological scan, and it just can't be right. We, so we did a second one. And it was just like the first. It was su- completely clear. And there is absolutely no brain damage, he said. Your wife is going to have a full recovery. And she walked out five days later. God had healed her. Amen. And so I'm going to have her come and share in a second. And um, I just want to thank you for praying for us. When we say pray on all occasions, all the time for all the missionaries and all your pastors and people in church. It's not just a formality we go through. God is moving. That same year I had a friend missionary, his wife died on the operating table. But God has a big plan. We hope to go back to Slovakia and take some teams next year. Um, Patty's had a few setbacks in 2020. She was in the hospital seven times in nine months. We we found a cardiologist being locked down in Springfield, Missouri. We found a cardiologist that Lord knew in advance would take her case and say, we're going to help you. You're too young and too healthy for this to get you down. And so he's been working with her. We've had three cardioversions uh, this year. We had one in Slovakia when we were there to visit. But we're still kicking, and so we're still going to ask for money. And I hate that part of this. But we're going to go spend it, and we'll come back and ask for some more. But God loves the gypsy people in Slovakia. Thousands of them are being saved and being discipled because you're praying and giving. And that's how that's how it works. And so we hope to go back and take teams. Patty's going to be based in the U.S. and I'll come back in home. But we're going to take teams and go for three months at a time or something. See how it works um, next year. So thank you, Patty. Come and share. God bless you. And Pastor, you can.
3: God's not finished with me yet. And he's not finished with you yet. Just like Wendell said, he has a plan for each one of us. And if God's done anything for you in your life, you have a testimony. It's as simple as that. In Um continuation, we had the New Testament translated into the Roma language. And one of the other Roma pastors, his name is Pastor Marek as well, he came up to me after a service and he said, Patty, I got to tell you this story. He said the other day at church, this lady came up to me and she was just crying and crying and weeping so hard. And finally I asked her, What's the matter? Why are you crying? She said, I've been reading the New Testament. And I didn't know that God knew my language. They have the New Testament in their own language now. And we're working on the Old Testament, and it's about to be finished. And that's just God's work. It's just so amazing. I love the Roma people, and they love us. And uh, we're going to keep ministering to them. The verse that I've been... Dwelling on the last few weeks because this life can be chaotic. What's going on around us in our communities, in our country, in our world? We can get discouraged pretty easily, thinking, God, where are you? Why aren't you doing something? But He is. He is. We have to trust Him. And there's hope. Romans 15 13. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We can have peace. We can have joy. And we can have hope because of the power of the Holy Spirit. We don't have to work it up. We don't have to make it happen. We just have to trust in him because he has a plan. And as long as you have breath, God has a plan, and it's a good plan, and I choose to trust him. He's a good, good father. Thank you.
0: Worship team, if you'd come back to the platform, you're going to close us out in just a moment. Uh, I'm going to ask our board members if they would come to the front, my wife and Jairo Granados. Would you come join us up here? Uh, Wendell and Patty, we'd like to pray over you guys. Listen, they pay me the big bucks to make decisions, brother. Your picture's going up on that TV. All right? I don't, I don't, have, I don't have the details yet. We're going to work that out. I have one question for you. When you guys were doing college ministry, nobody told you about when midterms and finals come around, did they? And all of a sudden, there was no students at your house. Yeah, see, they don't tell us that in Chi Alpha. And all of a sudden you thought, I just ruined this ministry. Nobody came to church. And I don't know what I did last week. And then the students come back the next week and they're like, you didn't had no clue what was going on. So I've been in those shoes. We want to close today. We're going to give our people an opportunity to give and a love offering to you guys. We'll work out the details with our, our board uh, when we meet here in a few weeks, uh, picking you guys up as missionaries, missionary partners. But I don't believe God's done yet today. And you guys, and we want to pray for some miracles for your wife and for you of all the people that could possibly pray for you for back spasms. <laughs> this is the right person today because <laughs> God, God orchestrates things in advance. Good works. And uh, I want to tell you testimony because our church already knows. I was diagnosed with vesiculation syndrome several years ago, and uh, I would have spasms throughout my body. And it was very painful. It got so bad that Robbie on Sunday mornings would have the scriptures because when my eyes would gyrate, I wasn't able to read my notes. And on those mornings, he would read the scripture and then I would preach from memory uh, the message. On a Thursday night, God said, I'll resource your church. I've never had issues again. God healed me on the spot. That following Sunday was one of the largest offerings for our church has ever received, with only 12 cars in the parking lot after a blizzard. Uh, the offering was $76,000 in the bad. I just about passed out. I've seen God's miracles, and I know you guys have too, and our church believes in miracles. So I'm going to ask our board and our missions director and my wife, we're going to lay hands on you this morning. Church, would you stand to your feet? How many believe God does miracles? And I believe God's about to do a miracle right now in these missionary partners. Let's stretch out our hands. Let's believe in faith. Holy Spirit, we know that you are here this morning. We've had church this morning. Your presence has been here, Almighty God. And Lord, we pray this morning that your spirit would come upon Wendy and Patty and that you would do miracles in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray right now for Wendell and these back spasms. In the name of Jesus, I pray that he would be healed and that, God, this would never be an issue again. Jesus, you heal, you move, you are powerful, and we ask for that in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we pray over Patty right now. God, you formed and created her. Lord, you know the issues with her heart. And God, we pray that, Lord, what you have started, you will see to completion. That, Lord, you are not done moving and working through these ministry partners. And God, we pray that you would seal them in a special way today as they leave this place. That they would know that the King of kings and the Lord of lords has moved through them and in them to do mighty things. Lord, you are not done working. Lord, we thank you this morning. We've had the opportunity to gather here in church. Lord, as we give of our love offering to them today, Lord, may it be blessed. Lord, as we give of our tithes and offerings, may they be blessings, Lord, to the kingdom. Lord, may we give out of a heart of worship this morning. Lord, as we walk out of this place today, we may be transformed and changed. May we remember that, Lord, all of us, Lord, are called to make disciples as we go. Lord, that all of us have a calling. All of us have a story. Lord, we thank you that we are a church in this community, that you have raised us up for such a time as this. Lord, may we be a blessing to Ripon and the surrounding communities this week. And God's people said, amen, amen. Church, the worship team is going to uh, they're gonna lead us in a worship song as you leave today. We're going to give Patty and Wendell just a moment to go out to their table so you can talk and converse with them. Uh, please remember to pick up your shoe boxes Shoe boxes, uh, if you're planning to do Operation Christmas Child. Those will be available the next several weeks. They're not going anywhere. Uh, so if you need to pick up more, they'll be out there. And then worship team uh, members, remember, we're going to have a meeting in 10 minutes over in the lounge. Um, how many believe we had church this morning? Man, it's just been good. It's just been good to be in his presence. I want to pray one more time over you, and then you're going to be dismissed. Lord, I know you love this church. And I know greater things are yet to come. Lord, as we wait on you, help us to be faithful as we go. Lord, that we know it can be well with our soul even in the midst of difficult and challenging times. Lord, as we go about this next week, put us exactly where we need to be, when we need to be there, to be a blessing to those that we do life with in this community. God, there are preordained meetings that are going to take place this week. And sometimes when you to get us where we need to go, the road is rocky, it's difficult, it's broken, but you, Lord, you never abandon us. You put us exactly where we this week. May we Continue to work on our hearts and minds, making us better disciples of your kingdom. And Lord, may we be a blessing everywhere we go. And God's people said, amen. You can give as you go this morning. You are dismissed.
4: Even though I walk through the valley
5: of the shadow of death, your perfect love is casting my fear.
4: Trouble. I feel...